Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Hello, this is Jim Thomas, and I'm the host of the Secret Sauce segment of the Workforce Show, and I'm pleased to um, be coming to you today with an awesome guest. I'm pleased to introduce Tatiana Farr, a lady that I've known for a long time, and Tatiana is owner of Coyote Grill currently. She has an awesome career beyond being an awesome restauranteur, but we'll get into that a little later. But I want to share a little background about... um, Tatiana. She, for the last 15 years, uh, has been the founder and owner of Coyote Grill, which is in, I've been corrected, Fairfax City, uh, which is uh, on Main Street in Fairfax City. And it's uh, an awesome Southwest Tex-Mex restaurant. And um, she's passionate about what she does. Uh, Her customers are awfully dedicated to her restaurant. uh, And I, I must say I'm one of them. Uh, as well as my family. And uh, if you haven't been there, you need to get there real soon. Um, But more importantly, we're going to talk about Tatiana's background in being successful and talking about her secret sauce, what got her into the restaurant business, what uh, has caused her to persevere in in an environment which um, not everyone's successful in. And um, there clearly are challenges, but I think she's gotten over most of them. So I'm going to turn over to you, and um, again, Tatiana, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Jim. It's always a pleasure, and it's great to see you. Well, as usual. As usual. I usually run into you at least a couple times a month, so thank you for keeping me afloat at the restaurant. I appreciate you running into me, and I always pick myself up afterwards. Thank you. So tell me about the restaurant business. Tell me about your your involvement, how you got into it, and um, what we, what you see is have you been growing a successful restaurant and some of the challenges you've had doing that. Well, I've been very fortunate uh, having the successful restaurant that I have. I I look at it from a couple of different viewpoints. One is I look at it from I'm successful because I make it successful by my dedication and my hard work and my commitment to my customers every day. But I also look at it from another viewpoint, which is that people walk in my door every day. And, you know, I have a sign up on my door right now that says, you know, celebrating 15 years. And they're like, oh, that's fantastic. You know, how do you do that? And I'm like, you know what? The reason that I'm here is because you're here. Yeah. And that's kind of my motto. Um, you know, I have a very loyal base, but it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. Uh, you know, I don't think there's uh, any mystery of how the restaurant really works. I think there are three things that makes the restaurant thrive. I think it's great food. I think it's great service. And great ambiance. And I think you have to have all three of those uh, as the main core. You know, in addition to that, you really have to be financially responsible and really watching your margins. You know, the restaurant business isn't a huge profit margin center. You know, you you really work on thin margins based on, you know, your food costs and your labor costs and, you know, by your operating costs. So by the time you get through everything, 
you're you're not left with a huge net sitting there. So you have to kind of monitor that on a daily basis. So I've asked you the tough, the easy question. Let me yeah. ask you the tough question: <clears throat> ambiance, service, food. And and clearly, I know that the service is great. Mm-hmm. The ambiance is awesome. Yep. The food's you know good, but you can get that a lot of places. You get, yep. There are a lot of restaurants that serve great food, and well, the service is pretty good. And you know the ambiance ambiance might be there, but what's what's your secret? What is it about Coyote well, Grill that keeps people coming back? I mean, I've gone to I, great restaurants <laughs> once and never gone back. So what is it about your restaurant? Um. I believe that it's myself, and I think a lot of it is my staff. Um, you know, a lot of people don't refer to Coyote Grill as Coyote Grill. They call it Tatiana's. <laughs> um, I'm very fortunate to have uh, George Mason University right around the corner. The courthouses are around the corner. All of There's a the small, big, small business base right there. But a lot of people come in because they feel like it's, a, it's, a cheer, it's the cheers of Fairfax City. Um, you know, when, when they walk in the door, they feel like they're at home. They can come in by themselves. They can come in with a soccer team. They can go in on a first date. I've had quite a few people that actually go on a first date. They come back again and again. They end up getting engaged at the restaurant. They end up getting married, bring their kids in. So, you know, I think there's part yeah. of that flavor, too, that sure. when people come, I mean, you're, you and you and Maureen and and James, you know, you've been coming in the restaurant since day one. When he was, yeah, you know, Young. he was. I don't think he was a thought at one point, but <laughs> but long and short of it, you know, people come in and their kids are, you know, four or five years old, and then they become ten, fifteen, twenty years old, and they're working in the restaurant, and so it's just this constant family atmosphere, and it makes it fun. So it's not like, and I'm not saying anything against a, a chain atmosphere, but. People that like an independent restaurant want to come in because they feel like they they're coming into their own home. You said something that's that's um, I hadn't really thought about until you said it. And so much of a successful business, a successful company, uh, a successful environment uh, hovers around people, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and and that's what we tend that tends to attract us back to an environment, whether it's. Um, um, your special store that you go to at uh, Tyson's Corner or wherever you mm-hmm. go, uh, it's it's about uh, the people there. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's interesting because usually when uh, we're planning to go to Coyote Grill, we rarely say, let's go to Coyote Grill this Friday. We say, we're going to Tatiana's. Right, uh, right. And, and I think it's that um, the attraction that you yeah. have to people, and it speaks to um, your engaging personality, and I've yeah. known you for a long time, longer than just the restaurant <laughs> business, and you've always been an engaging person. I think that you'd be probably successful no matter what you did, Aww. because if it's an environment where people have to acquire something from you, a product, a service, you know, they're going to be more inclined probably to do that <clears throat> because uh, because of you. Right. So let's talk about you. What is it that um, caused you to get into the restaurant business versus yep. a number of other things you could have done? Um, that's a great question. Uh, to, just to, to finish up that thought about, mm-hmm. you know, people buy from people they like. And, and sure. you know, I've known that <clears throat> since the day I started back in telecom when I graduated from college. And I went right into sales uh, because I used to sell in, when I was going through school. I, I was in restaurants. And I used to wait tables. I used to bartend. And, you know, you have to have an engaging personality. You have to be able to sell people on what what they're going to buy from you, which is, you know, whether it's a a food product or a telecom product. And 
And people are going to buy from you if they like you. And if they don't like you, they're probably going to be less inclined. So I think that's one of the biggest over overall themes of being in any kind of a service or any type of an industry where you're going to have to get people to get something from you. They got to like you. Is that's a true. big thing. That's true. Um, how I got into the restaurant business is actually um, it's kind of, it's a little interesting because I used to I was in telecom for about 10, 12 years back in the day in the heyday. You know when I got out of school. I was like, what am I going to do with myself? And, you know, I, I looked into, um, I went with a headhunter, and the, the big job out there was selling long distance, yeah. 18 cents mm-hmm. a minute. And everybody wanted to get into it. And I was like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll give it a shot. And it's selling, and it's always oh, going to be easier selling into businesses. Mm-hmm. Love doing that. And I, that's kind of how I started my telecom career. And I just continued through in a sales capacity pretty much the whole time. Because, again, I love selling. I, I love selling. I could probably be an Eskimo selling ice all day. I mean, that's that's just what I like to do is to sell sell myself and sell whatever is sure. I'm in front of. Um, so in in telecom, I was I worked with you and ran sales training. I was in sales management. I was in sales operations. So that whole theme. Um, towards mm-hmm. the end of it, uh, after I was with you at, at Second Century. Um, I went to work for a company called Newbridge, and they sold, They were in the data center business, and it was selling that whole end-to-end solution and co-location, and, and in that capacity, I ran sales operations. And so at the time, I was kind of like, really, do I want to be still in this industry? Right, I kind right. of was just, it, it was getting, it was at the end of that whole telecom boom. And I just wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do. I started doing a lot of soul-searching, at the time, um, I was with a gentleman who was in the business, and I helped him open up a restaurant called Salsas in Bethany from my food business from back in the day. And I started really getting into it. And I was like, "This is something that I think I, I don't know if I want to leave. I don't know. I don't know if I want to leave telecom, but I don't know if I want to stay in telecom." And I kind of mm-hmm. had that time to really evaluate it with uh, with Newbridge because. They, I ran their sales operations, and very quickly we ran out of money, and we found out that we had to shut down the company, and that was going to be my job. So I had to go around to all these different offices, basically shutting down the sales operations in these different in these different um, countries and cities. And what it afforded me the time to do is really evaluate what I wanted to do. And I sat in a boardroom with a bunch of C-level guys. And sat on a payroll, basically waiting to shut companies down. Mm. And at the time, I, I was like, okay, well, maybe I really want to get a, into the restaurant business. And I started thinking about it. And one thing led to another. I was just like, you know, I think I want to open up a restaurant. And I had the opportunity to go work for another company, telecom company, but I just I didn't really feel it. I didn't really have the passion for it. And I was like, you know, I, I love restaurants. I, I know them because I put myself through school being in them. Sure. Sure. And I was like, let me go back to my roots. I love to cook. I love to be around people. And so it just started to kind of flow. And I started writing a business plan for a restaurant. And next thing you know, I'm putting more pen to paper. And I had about a 50-page business plan. And it just started to kind of unfold. And I started throwing it around, this business plan, around a, a boardroom with a bunch of very smart, intelligent men that really, and I think there was a lady too, and she <laughs> that had um, didn't have a lot to do except to wait to shut a company down. So 
you know, the stars kind of aligned and gave me about a six-month period of time to really kind of formulate and put together a plan. And, you know, I was online. I started coming up with different names. You know, what is what am I going to call this restaurant? What kind of food is it going to be? You know, how many covers am I going to have? How many people are going to come in? Where am I going to put it? And I actually had time to go drive around and try to find locations. And, they, you know, these guys were great. They let me drive around and figure out where I wanted to open a restaurant. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, when I'm, I meet so many people, as you know, I, I do a lot of career coaching. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting uh, when I meet someone for the first time and we talk about what they were doing. And then I say, well, what is it you want to do next? And I get this pause. <laughs> and I think that pause is, well, do I want to go back to what I was doing mm-hmm. and earn a, earn a living and pay my bills and whatever? Or do I want to follow my purpose? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's nice to have that time out sometimes to say, sure. well, you know, I'm, I'm really going to follow. I'm going to do what I want to do. Follow my purpose. You know, follow what's inside me that's been yearning to get out. But, you know, it's I've been sort of maybe off track. Right. And but I, I've found that when individuals really follow their purpose, when they that passion inside of them comes out and they do something that really aligns with who they are, yep. they're, they're happier. They're not really working anymore. They don't have a job. You know, they have a career or they have a a, a passion. It's not about um, a nine to five you know, environment anymore. No, it's not. And, right. and certainly you spend more than nine to five, <laughs> nine to five. Nine to five <laughs> hours in the restaurant business. Uh, but, but that in itself is challenging too. You talked about a little bit about leadership, the people you've hired. Yep. I know you've hired some good people. Great people. Uh, and uh, tell me about what you look for in the people you hire in the business you're in. It's, I think when you're looking at hiring people overall, and I, had the benefit when I worked for all of these startup companies. You know, I, I, a lot of the landscape of my telecom background, I was able to learn a lot of different skill sets, like hiring, because I had to hire sales trainers, I had to hire salespeople. You know, you kind of look for those qualities, um, and it's it's the simple things like the handshake, the the eye contact, the you know, asking questions, asking good questions, you know, talking to them about their, their biggest successes, their biggest failures. Um, you know, it's it's really just finding that dedication and that passion that you can see that they have. Uh, you know, gosh, it's so many different questions. You know, my, my executive chef, who's been with me for 15 years, uh, you know, it's just that, it's that honesty and integrity that come out in a conversation and that's what you really have to have specifically for the restaurant business because sure. everyone knows sure. it can be a very theft-oriented or just – it's a hard business. Right. And you have to – it's hard to find honest people. But, you know, I I picked a winner. You know, he's been with me through thick and thin. And, you know, he's kind. And I could just tell he was honest about when I asked him very point-blank questions about his life and about what he did in the business. The answers came pretty came back pretty quickly and real honest. And, and he's been and with think, you since the beginning, though. Yeah, 15 years. We've been through hurricanes and other restaurants, and we've been through a lot together. And, you know, but he's always been there. And, you know, my, my big motto personally in business and in life overall is you respond in kind. And I think, you know, Pete, you treat people the way that you want to be treated, and it comes back at you. And with, with Juan, it's come back that way. You know, he's been like family, and it continues to be that way. Just like with my, my general manager... Josh, who's been with me now close to 13 years, 
Um, he's probably not going to like what I'm going to say, but he married the third date, third waitress he dated, and he has a beautiful two year old, and he lives right down the street from the restaurant, walking distance, and um, he is also just a fabulous representation of Coyote Grill. And when I'm not there, it's seamless. And he's just has so much dedication, so much honesty. You know, I've, if I have to go back to what you're saying, I think it's the, the honesty and kindness component of hiring mm. a good person. Because if you have that, that carries through to all the different practices of the business. You know, they, it's that discipline. Well, I've known Josh for 13 years, <laughs> yes, too. And, you know, he's also loyal and he's very trustworthy. I yep. mean, it's someone who, um, you know, clearly, if you're not there, and there are times when you're away, you know, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he it's, it's seamless. You know, yeah. the, the restaurant yeah. is, uh, is seamless. He treats it like his own, and it's nice to see. And same with Juan, both of them. And they both have J's for first names. Just like you, Jim, with a J. <laughs> but in this in this business of trying to find the right person or the right mm-hmm. people to come in, I'm sure there's turnover. Oh yeah. Um, and because uh, not everyone's going to work out, it doesn't nope. work out in, in a lot of businesses. But you've had you have two loyal employees who've been with you 13 and 15 years respectively, and I, I dare say uh, an an organization of comparable size probably couldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, that's that's hard to do. But again, it speaks to how engaging you are and how I think you attract good people. You know, we yeah. too do tend to attract people who well, know, and are you know, in kind you know, like th- us. This business is a very hard business. You know, it's you're dealing with customers that are pleasant, not pleasant. Mm-hmm. It's it's attention. I say it's attention to a thousand little details. Truly it is from the minute a guest walks in the door until they leave the door. I mean, it's a it's 20, 30 steps to get them in and out. And, you know, you have to um, be able to be engaging and you have to be able to be patient. And you have to be able to be, you know, to have all these qualities. And, you know, Josh just, he has those. And he's had them since day one. And he's, he's you know, there are growing pains um, as you learn to manage and as you learn to grow. But as, a, as an owner and as a person that you're working with, on a daily basis, you teach them those things. You teach them those life lessons. Well, speaking of growing, yeah, uh, Coyote Grill is more than just a standalone restaurant. Yes, it you is. have an awesome catering business, and yes, I, I, do. I, I gotta tell you, I, uh, in, I travel a lot during the course of the day, and in the course of the week, I see a catering truck <laughs> that says Coyote Grill on it somewhere during my travel, at least yeah. once a week. So yeah. you're doing pretty good in that environment too. Tell us about your catering yeah. business and how that come about. Uh, it kind of organically grew through the business. You know, I had a lot of my my existing wonderful customers that are loyal customers and they would say, hey, you know, I love coming in here, but, you know, Johnny or Susie are graduating or, you know, I've got a birthday party for my husband's 50th or, you know, I'd love for you to come to my house. And I'm like, you know, that's a great idea. Sure. I'll come to your house. And, you know, I, I don't have a catering van at the time. You know, I'm open first year. We're still, you know, guns blazing, just, you know, controlled chaos, trying <laughs> to figure it all out. And I go to my chef, Chef Juan. And I'm like, Juan, um, we're going to bring food to people. <laughs> so, says, I do that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, just we're going to do it somewhere else. <laughs> we're going to take it somewhere. And at the time, I had my my um, my SUV. I didn't have a catering van. And I was like, well... I can just use the back of my SUV. Let's just use that. And so then Juan and I had to go to Restaurant Depot together and talk to our food vendors and figure out 
well, what do we put the food in? How do we, you know, it was trial by fire, but, you know, and I started getting online and looking at what other caterers did. And I was like, oh, so then you have to deal with the sternos and the, then you have to remember the tongs and you have to remember the, all the, it's attention to a thousand little details off site. Mm. Um, but I had very patient and appreciative customers that, you know, if things weren't a hundred percent, but they were 90%, they were great. And they understood that I was just getting into it. And then slowly but surely I just started one deal after another. And then I, Ended up with one catering truck, and then I got two, so now I have a fleet. <laughs> <laughs> two is a fleet. Woo, there, it there is, more than one. There, more than one, um, So, and then, and then it just became, it really became a really nice synergistic relationship because customers would come in, and then I would take food to them, and then their friends would see what I did and how good the food was and the service. And then I actually started contracting 1099 catering employees employees, if you will, sure. and I outsourced that because I couldn't take my restaurant staff, although sometimes I did. Sure. Josh would sure. look at me cross-eyed a few times when I'd <laughs> say, oh, by the way, you're not having these two people. They're coming with me. And, you know, it's 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 fun. It, it's, a, it's a hard business, but um, the catering is very lucrative because I'm not really dealing with having to a whole separate commissary, a whole sure. separate catering facility. We sure. actually do it out of our kitchen. And a lot of people think that I have that my chef has a uh, an underground kitchen somewhere because we, our, well, our do, kitchen is so small. You, <laughs> do, you do a lot. And something you do that uh, I've seen, um, again, your restaurant's been around for 15 years. Yep. <clears throat> and, you know, in that 15 years, we've gone through the Great Recession, yep. 2008. Yep. Uh, we've had um, millions of people laid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had um, turbulent times, bad weather. And I can share with you, though, I can share with you, though, that when I think about the pricing, your pricing hasn't exponentially grown over 15 years, from what I can tell. No, it really hasn't. And, you know, I think one of the other secret sauces to the restaurant is that I've kept it affordable for families Mm. and for people coming in so they don't feel like their wallet's really being hit. Um, And I just move the menu around and work with different items to keep it reasonable so that people want to come back out again. And I see people a couple times a week because of that. Yeah. So. Well, you've, you've kept it um, in, made it very competitive, I'd, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. And um, this has been an interesting time for me because we haven't sat down and talked about your business a lot in mm-hmm. the 15 years that I've, you've had your, your restaurant. Yep. But it's clear to me that there are a lot of things that have made you successful, has made your restaurant successful. But at the, <clears throat> the core of your restaurant's success is you. Yep. You know, it's Tatiana's place. Uh, it's uh, the the cheers of Fairfax City. Um, there are a lot of subtitles or new names you could probably um, rename your restaurant, and yep. it would probably still be as successful. And I think sometimes we miss out on um, the commercial side of, or why the commercial side of a business fails. <clears throat> sometimes it fails because we want to make it very commercial because we want to compete with whomever we think mm-hmm. we're competing with. And oftentimes we're competing against ourselves because we don't realize that the, at the heart and the core of our success is understanding what it is, what are my competencies, what is it mm-hmm. that makes me tick, what is it that makes me successful. Yep. And I think you've figured that out. You've talked about it, and and I know that we're winding down, and I appreciate yeah. the time you've spent to talk about Coyote Grill and, and Tatiana's place, the place that uh, people keep coming back to. Certainly, my family and I will be back there probably within the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. And, and um, the challenges that you, you've mentioned seem to 
be sort of washed over by the opportunities you've had to continue to make Coyote Grill a, an awesome restaurant. And I, I wish you uh, many more years of success uh, as and a restauranteur. Yeah, I'm signing a lease again. And, you know, the reason, uh, like I said in the very beginning, the reason that I'm Coyote Grill is here is because everybody else is, keeps coming back, which is what no false That's great. Well, we're getting ready to wind down, and I just want to say that it's been a pleasure having you as my guest Thank today. You. Of course. Uh, it's awesome. And, and by the way, for the listening audience who isn't here, she was she was kind enough to, because I was running between um, meetings, and she was kind enough to, to bring me a sampling of her awesome food. So for those of you who are <laughs> envious, I want you to know that uh, her, her chicken quesadilla is awesome. Thank so you. When, if you ever get out to Coyote Grill, make sure you order it, because it really is Pretty good, and I can't wait to get back to it because I didn't finish it yet. <laughs> but again, this is Jim Thomas, and I'm signing off from the Secret Sauce segment of the um, Workforce Show. And and I want to talk about uh, the fact that you can listen in to this show uh, on um, Mixcloud or through Mixcloud. Uh, just put in the search uh, engine, uh, the Workforce Show, and all of our archived shows will show up. You also can go to um, Career Central Online. Dot com, uh, which is uh, the website, and you can um, see all the shows that we've done in the past. Uh, we've done quite a few, and I'm pleased to say this is uh, my eighth show. I'm, I feel like uh, a newbie still, but uh, <laughs> this is my eighth show, and it's um, uh, it's been a pleasure to, to broadcast uh, what we're doing, and we'll continue to talk about um, the secret sauce and those outstanding people in the professional uh, world uh, in Northern Virginia. So again, okay. this is Jim Thomas signing off, and thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.